I believe that uh, our response to what's preached tonight um, is represents a pivot point for a number of people here tonight. And um, so, honey, would you come and, and share? Lord, I just thank you for the anointing upon Kerry. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for what, <laughs> for what you have placed upon her heart. <laughs> uh, is that, give me a look. Yeah, <laughs> it's still there. Kerry woke up with the... With uh, uh, let me see. <laughs> Don't take the glory. <laughs> okay, I'll start with a testimony, okay? So um, normally I have a, a nap in the afternoon after church just to rejuvenate. So as usual, I was sleeping and I didn't have a good dream. It was a dream that was uh, mocking, mocking me and mocking the church. So in the dream, there was a, a young boy and and the mom and uh, in the dream they used to come to our church and i recognized that young boy okay i will tell you why and in the dream he said where are they now he was lying to me he was mocking me where are those people that you reach out to who used to come to your church where are they now they are no longer here it was discouraging me and I felt in that dream, I felt great discouragement and great sorrow. And I just woke up. Then I thought about it. I said, hey, this boy, I recognize him. I know who he is. He was my student in school in St. John's Park. Lena, St. John's Park, right? Yes, he was in my kindergarten class in year one. I recognize that boy, but he never came to our church before. So that spirit was trying to lie to me that this boy was, was I lost this boy, you know, in, 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 our walk with, in the walk with Christ. No, it wasn't. He was my student, but he never ever attended church before. But I will start praying for him now. Yes, I will start praying that he will come into the kingdom. Be careful enemy what you putting in our dreams because we are going to turn it the other way around amen so anyway i woke up <laughs> and uh and i went to the bathroom you know to freshen up and look in the mirror i was covered with gold dust all over it, you can still see it is it has a sparkly pink my favorite color and sparkly blue and rose saw it too yeah it's still there it's sparkling all over okay and that is god's presence right god's presence okay even when we sleep and it was really funny then i went about i have two mongrel dogs in my house at the moment <laughs> okay one belongs to me one belongs to davy all right, and uh, I was just going to get some snack for them. I was rummaging in the cupboard, and God decided to speak to me. He said, Carrie, do you want revival? God spoke to me, do you want revival? I said, yes, God. We have been praying and crying out for revival. And it just reminded me what God asked Heidi Baker many years ago. 
do you want the nation of Mozambique? And Heidi Baker said, yes, and see what happened in that nation. And God gave her the nation of Mozambique. And, you know, I, I believe the devil knows a little bit about God's plan for revival here. That's why he was trying to discourage me this evening. But God speaks a better word, right? God speaks a better word. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to give us revival. We're going to contend for revival here in this place. And, you know, we don't chase after manifestation. It's good if God wants to give us oil. It's good if God wants to give us gold dust, but we don't pursue after, he, after all these things, right? We pursue after him, all right? Pursue after him. So this is the message <clears throat> for us today. It's a message to, to touch our heart. All the songs today is about hearts, right? About hearts. Okay, draw us closer. Lord, I give you my heart because this is what I'm preaching about, okay? And the title of my message today is Where Do I Belong? Or Who Do I Belong To? Okay? The two questions that we need to ask ourselves. Who do we belong to? Okay? I believe that in every human being, there is a yearning. Don't lie to me, okay? All of us have a yearning, yes, to belong, right? To fit into something, to mingle with the same crowd of people, to be accepted. True or false? True? Yes, that's because I was a teacher before, right? <laughs> Always true or false? <laughs> a, B, C or D? Yes, and I, I <clears throat> when I was 16, um, in school, I was probably year 9 or year 10, I, I remember I belonged to this very exclusive girls club, okay? Just a few of us, like-minded, okay? And we call ourselves freedom. Didn't even understand what it was, right? Just call ourselves freedom. Yeah. <laughs> But we weren't really free, you know, like, uh, we were quite harmless. We didn't do anything extraordinary, you know. The only extraordinary thing that we did was to print a t-shirt called Freedom. And we used to wear it around, you know, so proud. Oh, look, we are the exclusive girls, Freedom, right? But we didn't do anything. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Pastor John? I mean, all of us, we can, you know, we want to belong to a cause, organization, whether it's good or bad, right? Some, some of those who are more notorious, like my husband used to be, right? He belonged to the wrong crowd, right? Yes. But I was a good goody-goody. I belonged to the good crowd. <laughs> okay. Have you ever asked yourself, where did this yearning of belonging came from? Or where did it come from? Okay? It, come, it came from God. Amen? This yearning and belonging. Because we were created by Him, for Him. Right? For Him. And you know, in the garden, God created Adam and Eve in His own image. And they had a very close relationship. Alright? God would talk to them in the garden and walk with them in the garden. Until, until sin came into the picture. 
right? And when they both rebel against God, that relationship and that belonging was broken. Okay? So, and, and Adam and Eve, in the story, as you all know, I don't have to read to you, they tried to hide from God. Because what? Fear came into the picture. When you have sin, you have fear. Okay? And, and, and they were also ashamed of themselves because they knew they have done something wrong. Okay, not only their relationship with God was broken, their relationship with each other was broken. There were accusations to and fro. Oh, it was the woman. Always blame the woman, right? <laughs> I'm not talking about you. Don't feel guilty, okay? They accused each other of who is to blame. And they were even embarrassed towards each other. They were like husband and wife. What did they do? They go and sow fig leaves to cover themselves. Remember, in that whole area, there was only two people. No other, no other people watching them, right? Only the animals, the birds, the, 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 the monkeys, the, but only two. But they feel embarrassed because that, what, that is what sin causes. They sow leaves to cover their nakedness. Okay? So I do believe that sin caused the shame. And if we don't repent of our sin, first we try to hide our sin, right? Hide it. Hide it so that nobody discover it. But we have a God who knows everything. He can't hide anything, right? And then we, when we hide it, Okay, and when it's discovered, when the sin is exposed, we feel great shame. We feel shame. That's what sin causes, okay? Because of their sin and rebellion, God rejected Adam and Eve. Rejected, remember the word rejected. Not only Adam and Eve, it's the entire mankind. We were rejected from that point on. And we were banished from his kingdom. Okay? Now, sad to say, we were all born into that original sin. Yes? We were all born into it. Even the baby, we are born into sin. And we were born rejected by God. Rejected. In Romans 3.23, God said, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us fall short. But, I like the word but, okay? But, God yearned for us. You know, that is His heart. He has yearning. And we were created in His image. That's why we have that same kind of yearning, right? We created in His image. We have the same emotions like God. If God feels love, we will feel love too. God feels yearning, we will feel yearning as well. And God yearned for us. He yearned for that unbroken relationship with us. Not out of force, not out of compulsion. Like what Pastor John said today, God didn't want little robots running around. He could have done it, 
he's God. He can do anything. But he didn't want it. Didn't want that to happen. Little robots just to follow his bidding. You know, just go, ooh, 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 ooh. Okay? No. You must understand there is one thing only God can control everything. But there's one thing that God cannot control. What do you think it is? Our hearts. He can't. He can't. He gives us our free will, our free choice, our hearts. That is one thing He will not take away from you. Okay? And He wants us actually to come and volunteer and come to Him willingly. Just like that song, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you not because He forces us, but because we love Him, we want to give Him our hearts. Amen? That is His heart. All right? So in John 3, chapter 3, we read about Nicodemus, a Pharisee, who was really intrigued with Jesus. Okay, and he came in the dead of night because he was so afraid to be discovered. Okay, and he came to see Jesus. And Jesus told him the truth. He said in John 3, 5, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That is the prerequisite, okay? So when we say yes to Jesus, yes, Jesus, I receive you not by force, but out of my own free will choice, okay? I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. When I, we say yes to Jesus, we become born again. That's what Jesus said. We need to be born again. This second birth, Remember the first birth, we were rejected, right? That is the human birth. The second birth overturns God's rejection. Now we become accepted. Wow, how marvelous is that? That's why we need to go through. He didn't understand Nicodemus. He said, how can you be born again? You go back into your mommy's belly? No, 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 we're not. This is the spiritual birth we are talking about, okay? We become accepted. God turned everything around. We become accepted and we are brought from the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom, kingdom of light, amen? Good news. Isn't that good news? In Romans 8, 14 to 17, it says, For as many are, as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again unto fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. And there's another verse in Isaiah 43, 1. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. 
Okay, so in this verse, it's really strange. The same person, Jacob and Israel, his two names were um, was in the verse. And I do believe God is saying to us, even in that verse, that when he was formed in his own nature, okay, he was called Jacob. And Jacob was not a... In the Bible at that time, Jacob brings the meaning of usurper or supplanter, right? But he had uh, uh, um, he 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 was dealt with by God and by the angel, right? And and God say that now you are not the same anymore. I give you a new name. It's a uh, is to show that he has a new nature, new creation, new character, and his name was called Israel. Israel means prevailing with God. Okay, prevailing with God. We were like Jacob's before. We were formed before, but God redeemed us. Okay, saved us, and he gave us a new name, Israel. God with us. God is with us. Amen? God is with us. We are prevailing with God. And the, the, the main thing is, it says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. From the time of salvation, we don't have to fear anything anymore, okay? We don't have the spirit of bondage anymore. We are set free. We don't have to fear anymore. We belong to Him. He has redeemed us, okay? We are His children. We become His children, sons and daughters of the Most High. We are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. We can call our God. Abba Father, He is my Father and I am His Son. Do you know we are forever marked by God? There is a mark on us, okay, that nobody can take away. It is the seal of the Holy Spirit, okay? The demons can see it. it, it, it we can't see each other, but the demons can see it. There is a seal of the Holy Spirit on us, okay? We are marked. We are branded, okay? Belong to God. Okay, maybe, maybe in heaven we'll see that mark. Belong to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. All right, and you know, we need to understand what it means by belonging to God. We sometimes we take it too lightly. We say, oh, belong, okay, God is God, belong, belong to God. But we belong to this God who created this world, this earth, this galaxy, this universe. He created everything and when He spoke, He, just has, he has just to speak it. When He spoke, the worlds were created. Wow, we belong to Him. Such an amazing, vast Big, okay, God. And not only we belong to Him, He knows me. He not knows me, He loves me. And not only that, He calls me, you are my son, my daughter, I'm your father, I'm your daddy God. You are my son. Wow, how great is that? Okay, just one example, you know, now we have to all, every time, you know, the 
the world always want to know scientific facts, you know, and because I was a teacher for many years, you know, I like scientific facts too, you know. So just to give you an example of how big our God is, how big our God is. Who thinks God is big? I, I think that word big is not sufficient to describe him. It's not, okay? I, I must think of another word, okay? So, for example, the Milky Way. Not Milky Bar, okay? Not the chocolate. <laughs> John, don't think about Milky Bar, okay? I know you're a bit hungry. The Milky Way is a galaxy that we're part of the galaxy, okay? It's a spiral galaxy with an estimated diameter. Diameter means, you know, the circumference, okay, from east to west, okay, that's the diameter. This will boggle you. Of 150 to 200,000 light years across from A to B, it takes 150 to 200,000 light years. You want to know one light years is how many miles? One light years is equivalent to 9 trillion kilometers. If I put that in my um, uh, calculator, I think my calculator will explode because it won't be able to generate the numbers. Is that true? I, I can't, I can't, I can't even fathom one trillion, but this is nine trillion multiplied by 150,000 light, light years. That is how big the Milky Way, but Milky Way is not big compared to the universe, okay? It's only tiny, Milky Way is tiny, all right? And the Earth is a speck in the Milky Way. We are so small, 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 okay? And the whole universe, they actually can't find the end nor the beginning. That's, and God say He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Okay, even now scientists can't find the end of the universe, but they estimate that the universe is 93 billion billion light years in diameter. <laughs> That's how vast. And you know what? Who created all that? God. And we belong to Him. This amazing, ginormous, big, awesome God, we belong to Him. Okay? And this God, you know, we, His ways are so much higher than our ways. We are so limited but he's outside space and time. God is outside space and time. We can't fathom him, okay? That's why he's God. If we can understand completely, then he's not God anymore, right? <laughs> then we are equivalent to him. No, no, no. He is, his ways are so much higher, all right? So in, in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That is in the Bible. Not only that verse, but many verses. Okay, it tells us that God even knew you. What? 
God knew me even before I was formed. Okay, he knew he knew that I was coming. Okay, and uh, and Pastor John this morning he said, God actually chose us first. We didn't choose him. We think we found Jesus. No, 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 no. Jesus has to draw you first. Okay. Wow, he knows my name. Jesus knows my name. Jesus knows everything about me. He knows the number of hair I have on my head. Some types of head is easier to count than others. <laughs> okay, I won't specify, right? If you've got more hair, it's harder to count, right? Right, but it's okay. God loves us the same hair or no hair, right? God knows where you have been before, your past. He knows where you are now, your present. And He knows your tomorrow, your future. Let me give you the good news. He actually has even prepared a blueprint of your destiny. He has it, okay? If we choose to follow Him, okay, there is a condition. He has the blueprint. It is already there. Okay? That you are going to do this, do this. You're going to meet this person, this person. You're going to uh, reach out to this person. He knows everything. All right? But, all right? And if you don't believe me, I will read Psalm 139 for you. Okay? Just a few verses from one, Psalm 139. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting up and rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. And you are acquainted with all my ways. You have hatched me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. See? It's all written in the Bible, okay? And nothing about us is hidden from God, and He knows everything. Because He is light, everything that is hidden will be exposed. You think you can hide under the carpet? Sorry, there's no place to hide. And we can't turn away. We can't also turn away from Him. Because, why? Because we belong to Him. Okay, we are marked with a seal. Belong to Jesus Christ. Okay? He is the shepherd who will go always, who will pursue after the lost sheep. I was a lost sheep once. I ran away from God for many years, and so did Pastor John. But you know, God never stopped running after us. He never stopped loving me. Even in my rebellion, He was still there waiting for me to come back to Him. See, He's so faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, He is faithful. Yes, He has not a good plan, but a God plan for us. Okay? It's not good enough to be good. 
He has a God plan for us. Okay? And he says, his hand is upon us. His hand. You be worried if his hand is not on, upon you, okay? You be worried because he, that means he's turned away. He's not caring. But his hand is upon you, those who follow him. His hand of favor, provision, protection, and even perhaps correction, okay? But all things work together for good for those who love and believe in Jesus, okay? So, how is it then with such assurances that we can't trust Him? We still think that our problems are too big for Him to resolve. What? This God who created the universe, the world, we are so tiny, we are a, a dust within a speck, and we think that He's not able, that God cannot understand my situation. Oh God, you don't understand. It is beyond you, God. What? Jesus died for all your sin and your iniquities. He was here and He died not only for your sin and iniquity, He died to give you victory. Yeah? Victory, that is the positive. Okay? Victory over every sin, over every addiction, every failure. Your failure, Jesus can even redeem it, right? Even demons, okay? Victory over demons. Okay, if you have demons disturbing you, don't worry. Jesus is here. Because demons are actually scared of the name of Jesus. They run away, right? They say, ah, I don't want, I don't want, oh, I know who he is. I will run away, okay? And God say, believe it. It is finished. It is a done deal, okay? Done, signed, is signed, stamped, done, finished. Okay, we must cling on to that promise. It is done. It is finished. And we must, in this brain, okay, don't let the deception come in. You know, what the enemy wants to speak, the lies. We must always be reminded that we are a son. And he is the father. And we have direct access to him. Okay? And we can, we do call him Abba Father, Father, God, my Father. And what kind of a father if we think that God doesn't hear us? Sometimes we say, oh, God doesn't hear us. But no, come back to that identity. I'm a son. He is a father. If I cry out to my father, won't my father hear me? Won't my father come and look after me, care for me? Okay? If my natural father here on earth can look after me, can provide for me, and my natural earthly father is not even perfect, but we have a father in heaven who is perfect, how much more is he going to look after us? Okay? How much more can we actually trust him? He says, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is good. Okay? He is good. 
So tonight, before I play the song and I read you the lyrics, I want to ask you the question, where is our eyes? Where is our eyes? Is it on us or is it on him? Okay, it makes a big difference. Okay, before I play you this uh, very special song, I felt, uh, I, I do believe that God set it up because when I was preparing the message, it just spoke into my heart concerning this message. So I just read you some of the words. I made you too small in my eyes. I believe in a lie that you were unable to help me. And now I see my wrong. Hear my heart and show yourself strong. I have leaned on the wisdom of men. Forgive me. I've responded to them instead of life and mercy. There's nothing you can do. My eyes are on you. Oh Lord, be magnified and be exalted. All right. So when we when we listen and to this song, let it be a prayer in our heart. Okay. Let it be a prayer. You know, and and uh, as and like to worship him. Okay, with this song. All right. Play the video.
Amen. Who like this song? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, God wants our hearts. He wants us to love Him with all our minds, hearts, and soul. Okay, tonight, before I finish, and, and uh, Sister Irene afterwards to lead us in the song, Lord, I give you my heart. I have uh, three pictures of a vision that God showed me about hearts. Okay, the first heart was a heart that was quite dead. It was beating very slowly, tick-tock, tick-tock, occasionally. And God is saying to you that you have lost your first love for Him. That your journey with Him seems to be difficulty and you've been going round the mountain. You haven't walked away, but sometimes you feel like you want to. And coming to church is like a ritual or religion that you have to do. And I, I saw God doing like compression on that heart to revive that heart once more. And then the second heart was the heart with some thorns sticking inside. And God said to you that you have walked into places that you weren't supposed to walk in. And you got entangled and the thorns are in your heart. But God said, I'm going to take your heart out. And I saw the picture where God actually washed that heart with running water. And we know running water, like what Pastor John preached today, is the water of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is washing this heart and removing those thorns because it's not good to have thorns in your heart. And it also, it, uh, God reminded me that uh, it might be about someone who has uh, uh, taken things under your own control. Okay, you have not really heeded God. You say, you, uh, you are still in the kingdom, but you haven't heeded God. So it, it's been your plans, your plans, your plans. And God say, would you let me implement my plan for you, okay? And then the third one, <clears throat> I saw hearts that were already on fire. It was on fire, but God said, I want to give you more. All right, so he's pouring, pouring fuel upon the hearts to set it like even stronger on fire. So I would like to pray for those online for these three words, and then we're going to close the meeting, and I do have another word for people here, okay? Lord, we know that God, that you love us so much. God, that we can call you Abba Father, that we are your son. And God, that you are after our hearts, God. Hearts, God, to Lord, to put you first in all things, God. Father, we pray, God, that hearts that are um, um, not beating strongly for you anymore, God, that needs revival, God, I pray, Lord, for those watching, God, who is in that position, God, oh, Lord, I pray, Lord, you send your Holy Spirit to revive those hearts, God. God, do compression on these hearts, God. Father, let the first love return to them, God. Lord, let it not be dry, God, like the desert, God, but let it be flowing with the river, God. Lord, I pray for those with 
the hearts returns, God. And Father, let them humble themselves, God, to your throne of grace, God, to seek help from you, God. Because, God, you are going to take out the prickly thorns, God. And you're going to wash it with your Holy Spirit, God. Father, I thank you for those hearts too. And Lord, I, I also thank you for those hearts that are already on fire for you, God. Father, we ask for more, God. Father, pour your fuel, God, on those hearts, God. Set it even far on a blaze, God. Father, for you, God. Let them shine brighter for you, God. In Jesus' name. Thank you.